Today is the first Sunday in the season of Lent, the 40 days that prepare us for the celebration of Easter. We are in a time of special commitment in our spiritual journey. The Gospel account today of the devil testing Jesus in the wilderness invites us into that wilderness place with Jesus to share his 40 days and his triumphant encounter with the evil one. From there, into the sometimes difficult, but finally joyful life in Christ. And it asks us this, what really counts in my life? What really counts? The number 40 for the days we pass through in Lent has a deep significance rooted in Scripture. The number itself frames a journey of testing, encounter, decision. There are the 40 years during which the people of Israel wandered through the wilderness, a long period of formation in order to become the people of God, but also a long period in which the ten temptation to be unfaithful to their covenant with the Lord was ever present. Forty was also the number of days that it took the prophet Elijah to reach God's holy mountain, Mount Horeb. And this is likewise the period that Jesus spends in the wilderness before beginning his public ministry and where he is tempted by the devil, the event that unfolds in today's gospel. The wilderness to which Jesus withdraws is a place of silence and poverty, a place where we as frail humans are deprived of material support and face the fundamental existential questions where we are driven to the essential. And for this very reason, in such a wilderness, a person can more easily encounter God. But the wilderness is also a place of death because there is no water nor even life. And it is the place of solitude where a person feels temptation more acutely. Jesus goes into the wilderness and is subjected there to the temptation to stray from the path marked out for him by the Father, so as to follow instead other easier and more worldly paths. He thus takes on our temptations, burdens himself with our wretchedness in order to defeat the evil one and open a path to God for us, a pathway of conversion. Reflecting on these temptations invites each of us to answer a fundamental question. What really counts in my life? Yes, what really counts? In the first temptation, the devil proposes to Jesus 
that he turn a stone into bread to appease his hunger. And Jesus retorts that a person does indeed live on bread, but not on bread alone. Without a response to his hunger for truth, to his hunger for God, none of us can be saved. In the second temptation, the devil suggests to Jesus that he throw himself down from the pinnacle of the temple of Jerusalem and have himself saved by God through his angels. That is, that he should do something sensational to put, him, to put God himself to the test. But the answer is that God is not an object on which to impose conditions of our own making. He is the Lord of all. In the third temptation, the devil proposes the way of power to Jesus. He takes him up and offers him dominion over the whole world. But this is not God's way. Jesus is very clear that it is not worldly power that saves the world, but the power of the cross, of humility, and of love. So, what is the essence of the three temptations? It is the proposal to exploit God, to use him for our own interests, for our own ease and comfort, for our own glory and success. And when we do this, we put ourselves in God's place. We remove him from our own existence and make him seem superfluous. And each one of us must therefore ask him or herself, what place does God have in my life? Is he the Lord or am I? So this temptation to subject God to ourselves and our own interests or to put him in a corner, this is a temptation we can overcome by God's grace only if we are converted to the right order of priorities, giving God first place. This conversion, this turning and returning, is a journey that each and every Christian must make over and over again by repenting. Repent is an invitation we often hear in Lent. It means following Jesus in such a way that his gospel is a practical guide for life. To repent means letting God transform us in order to stop thinking that we are the only ones who can build our existence. To repent means recognizing that we are creatures, that we depend on God, on his love, and that only by losing our life in him can we truly gain it. Now there is no hiding the fact that we run up against many obstacles to true repentance. It is far from easy to practice charity and justice and mercy in daily life, to make a place for prayer and inner silence, always to keep promises and tell the truth, to be detached from consumerism 
and the dysfunctions of so many of the institutions and economic structures in which we live, to truly give ourselves to the needy around us. The temptation to set faith aside is always present. Conversion is a response to God that must be strengthened time and again. And yet, in our time, even in our time, there are so many conversions around us of those who have been touched by the fire and light of the gospel, by the sacraments and teaching of the church, by the invitation to join the communion of saints. We need only remember and be inspired by those 35 women and men preparing to enter the church in our own RCIA this year. So in this season of Lent, let us renew our commitment to the journey of conversion, to overcome the tendency to withdraw into ourselves and instead to make room for God, seeing daily reality with his eyes, not shutting ourselves into the quest for our own comfort and success, our own safety and status, but rather ensuring that every day and especially in the small things, truth, faith in God, and love become what really count. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and consider supporting us by visiting stpaulsharvardsquare.org. That's stpaulsharvardsquare.org. God bless and see you next time.